Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Good morning from the Pacific, excuse me, the great Pacific Northwest. Uh, We are in the state of Oregon, about an hour from the coast. It is 11.03 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. I'm trying to, I'm going to, I may have to, uh, Use this lozenge, lozenge in a minute, maybe while Dave's talking, but uh, I get this tickle cough and sometimes it just won't go away. So anyway, welcome to the broadcast. I'm not going to talk a long time just so this cough doesn't hit me. It's going to be a great broadcast with Dave Hayes, of the, also known as uh, Praying Medic or the other way around, Praying Medic, also known as Dave Hayes. It's going to be really great. We talked a lot about on the show yesterday, Q and Trump and all of that. We're going to continue that. Uh, with Dave Hayes, and I don't think I have any other announcements except that tomorrow it's Wednesdays with Cat and Steve. So other than that, I think this is a good time to go ahead and switch to Prophets and Patriots. So with that in mind, here we go. Dave, welcome to the broadcast. It's about time you came back. Where have you been? <laughs> uh, I've been frantically working on getting my antenna system set up so I can listen to people on ham radio. Yeah, we're going to talk about that today, aren't we? God's been talking yeah. to you about ham radio, so I won't preempt that, but I'm looking okay. forward to that because I had told you, you know, offline, I am, I, I, I said I am, but I was a ham radio uh, uh, licensee. It, it expired. At the time, I was attending to the Vineyard Church, and they happened to award me with uh, N7VIN for, <laughs> you, you couldn't have just called that up, you know, so I thought, that's prophetic, you know. So, by the way, when I re- reinstate my license, do I keep the old number or do they give me a new one? Uh, I believe you can keep your old license number. Um, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure, but yeah. I think you'll probably use the, the old one. Yeah, I remember my grandfather who's been with the Lord decades, but I'd sit out in his car and it was K6EKU Portable 6, and he'd go on. I mean, the Portable 6 was his own thing, but because he did most of his broadcasting from the car. So there's your Portable 6. So. Uh, then he would sometimes be in his cabin. We'd watch him and listen to him. And I think, why can't I hear what they're saying? But you have to tune your voice to it. But we'll get back to that. Um, before we do that, before we jump into the, to our talking points, I asked you if you would talk about Q and mentioned that John Andel absolutely mentioned you. We talked about Q. We're not hiding the significance and importance of Q. So talk about Q, what ha- what Trump did yesterday, how people can can find the Q post. By the way, and I use X22 report a lot because he's a real good, um, I don't know if he considers himself an anon, but he's really good at talking about the two, three, four year deltas and, and how they are ironically, coincidentally, miraculously right on, spot on. So, okay, there's all that. Talk about Q and I'll just be quiet and take my, my loss in here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you just take your loss and just yeah. be quiet now. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, mute. Me. All right, so I, just by way of introduction, uh, I do have a little bit of expertise on the subject of Q. Um, I've been following Q since the beginning. Um, I have on my website, prayingmedic.com, if you go to the little tab there, Q videos and Q posts, there's a link on my website to a page where you can view the Q posts. And there's also a link on the website to more than 250 videos that cover all of the Q posts from front to back, start to finish. And if you're a reader and you'd like uh, to get some information, I've written two books on Q. First book is Calm Before the Storm and the second one is The Great Awakening. I have a third and fourth volume uh, on Q in the works. I'm waiting a little bit for, the heat to die down a little bit on uh, on on Q, we we took a lot of fire because we were over the target pretty hard for a while, but uh, th- those books uh, go through the early posts by Q or the first uh, year or so, and I break down the most relevant posts and the most relevant themes. I, I kind of take Q and and analyze the posts in, in a thematic way because I think it's just easier to understand. Uh, Q's posts that way. Q posts about a lot of, essentially, a, a variety of subjects, but most of it has to do with institutional corruption. Uh, regardless of what the mainstream media tells you about Q, Q 
Q is primarily about exposing institutional corruption around the world. Uh, and Q has suggested that the people who have perpetrated this corruption are going to be prosecuted. So we're talking about corruption in the intelligence communities, not just in the United States, but around the world, uh, the Five Eyes in, in the UK and Australia. Q has talked quite extensively about corruption in non-government NGOs and nonprofits like the Clinton Foundation. Uh, Q has talked somewhat about uh, the, the reason why politicians like open borders, because it allows them to make money in human trafficking, uh, weapons trafficking, drug trafficking. They get, they get kickbacks and skim money from the people who are doing the trafficking. Uh, corruption in higher education, corruption in the Vatican. Q has talked quite a bit about the corruption in the Vatican. So there's a lot of different subjects Q covers. Um, interesting that yesterday, President Trump on True Social went on a rant and posted read truth more than 60 messages. Uh, much of those messages are from Q followers. And one of the messages actually was linked to a Q post, <laughs> which which set the mainstream media off on a little bit of a panic uh, spree this morning. That makes me feel so good when they... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I yes, love it. You can, you can go on MSNBC and Ben Collins and a bunch of other uh, people are on there uh, basically pulling their hair out and screaming about Trump, you know, going back and uh, basically showing that he's in support of this whole cute, crazy Q thing. So that that was uh, that's been my entertainment this morning was watching the mainstream media go crazy about Q. And he's if, uh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. If you're interested in finding Q posts, uh, the place that I go to that's the easiest to get to is QAnon.pub. Uh, that website, QAnon.pub was one of the very first websites that started taking Q posts from the board where they're posted, pulling them onto a, a website that anyone can, can access. Uh, it's the most reliable one. A lot of other sites have come and gone and they, they get attacked. QAnon.pub is the one that is most reliably uh, online all the time and you can always find posts there. And on Truth Social, uh, it seems like there was at Q, you'd have to remind me if that was a oh, yes. one. Okay. A big, big controversy there. That account, the at Q account on True Social, has hinted and suggested that uh, they are the very same Q that has been posting on uh, on the board. Now they put out some statements uh, for I think for plausible deniability to suggest that maybe they are not. Well, one of the big statements people often quote is that Q, the at Q account on True Social, wrote. Uh, I'm not the Q that you want me to be. Hmm. And that that speaks to people's expectations. Like people expect and want Q to be posting on the board. And Q that Q account is not posting on the board. They're posting on True Social. Uh, whether that is the same Q or not, I don't know. There, there are some uh, suggestions and some, some evidence to suggest it might be Q. And I'll just give you a couple of them. Uh, two weeks before Russia invaded Ukraine, uh, that account Q posted a, a meme and it was Vladimir Putin looking at a computer screen and the caption on it was, due to COVID-19, World War III will be held online. Uh, and, and that was two weeks before Russia invaded Ukraine. Also, uh, two weeks before Russia invaded Ukraine, that that account posted a, another meme of the 2026 Olympics. And it was a meme about uh, the Chernobyl reactor. And this is two weeks before uh, Russia took over the Chernobyl reactor. Wow. So those are two lines of evidence that maybe kind of wonder, OK, well, you know, does this Q account know things that we don't know? The other one that's interesting is back in... March or April, I forget the date. Q, that account Q had not posted all day. Trump had not posted all day on that day. And then they both posted at exactly the same time. Which uh, is mathematically post- questionable <laughs> if, if it would right. even have If you do the math, the odds yeah. of two accounts posting at exactly the same time uh, on, the, on a day with, now, with no other posts up until that point 
uh, odds are kind of slim. And that's one of the reasons why we, we believe that Q is coordinating with President Trump is that over the course of Q's operation on, on the board on 4chan, 8chan, and then 8kun, Q posted simultaneously with President Trump on more than 33 occasions. And uh, uh, one day they posted at the same time, simultaneously three times. On really? Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's, I think Q, Q provides valuable information. Um, and it's interesting to me that on the day that uh, we find out that the, the FBI agent, special agent in Washington, D.C., who was involved in the Russia hoax, who was in, apparently involved in the Whitmer kidnapping hoax, according to Cash Patel, uh, and was also involved in making sure the FBI sh shut down its investigation of Hunter Biden. And he's a special agent in charge of the raid on Mar-a-Lago. That FBI agent uh, was fired and was escorted out of the field office in Washington, D.C. on Friday. Gee. Right. That's what that's what we learned yesterday. And it's interesting to me that that there's all these FBI whistleblowers coming out. People are are leaving the, the bureau and President Trump is going on offense now. He's he's put out a couple of posts yesterday, I think, essentially warning the FBI and, and agents that it's time to get on the right side of history because the storm is coming. And I, I think that I think that prosecution is coming. And I think President Trump is giving them all warnings. Look, you have a, you don't have a whole lot of time left. Uh, I think he's make, sending some clear warnings to them that the storm is coming. So that's that's my take. That's amazing. So you and and did we say? But you said QAnon.pub. That's the main one. And then QAnon.pub is where I would recommend people go to 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 see Q posts. And if you're interested, read the posts. Read the posts. Watch the linked videos, read the linked documents, and, and do your own research and come to your and, own conclusions. And I ask you offline, when it says Q+, plus, the the uh, established wisdom is that whenever it says Q, signed by Q+, plus, that is supposed to be President Trump himself talking. Would I, could I say it that way? Yep. And I can give you some, some evidence for that. Okay. All right. Uh, there's this guy... Uh, he became known as VIP Anon because he met President Trump at a couple of rallies. And the first one was in Duluth, Minnesota in 2018. He uh, had his photograph taken with President Trump. And they mailed him in an envelope uh, the photograph that, of him and President Trump. And what President Trump does is he'll sign the photograph and he'll send it to, to you, right? When this guy, VIP Anon, got his photograph mailed to him, on the back of it, the signature was plus, plus, plus. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that is something that Trump always often says in his, in his messages and in, in his, as rallies. He'll say plus, plus, plus. He will. Uh, and, and the signed photograph he got of him and Trump. I saw it. He sent me photographs. He sent me some screenshots of it, of the back of the photograph and it plus, plus, plus on it. So yes, we believe that uh, Q plus is actually President Trump. A any post that you see, the signature at the bottom is Q plus. We, I believe that's President Trump's. Uh, and, and, and the last mention of this, I can't remember what you said, but I subscribe to X22 report. Uh, it's not very expensive, but he will on a daily basis pull up Q post and, yep. and show you how you're going to, you know, two years from today or three years ago today yep. and all that stuff. Um, have you heard the, of, of that report? Oh, have yeah. You, I call her Dave. We're friends. Uh, I got okay, to meet good. him in person. He came down to the pit uh, a couple weeks ago when we, that was going on here in Phoenix. Are you allowed to say his name? Is he trying to keep his name secret? I, You know what? I only correspond with him by email. I okay. only know him as Dave. I don't know his last name. Okay. Uh, I don't have his phone number. I just call him Dave. There are some reports to say who he is, but I don't want to say it online in case he's hiding that. Uh, so. Yeah, I can't confirm what his last name is. I don't okay. even know. So, well, listen, um, so we got to thank you so much for this. I really, really appreciate this because I wanted our, our viewers to hear this. But all right, first on the list today, 
We're talking about Trump's return to the White House. You know, everyone's attention is now rapt attention. So talk about that. All right. Well, Trump is coming back to the White House. <laughs> Whether they like it or not. Uh, I don't think it's a, a coincidence. And I think President Trump has been signaling to us for a long time his intent to return before the 2024 election. I know that Fox News doesn't like that. I know that Sean Hannity doesn't like that. I know that a lot of people who are political commentators do not like that. They just, no, no, don't do it. Just, just run again in 2024. Do it the right way. Well, every time someone puts a microphone in front of President Trump and asks him what his plan is, is he going to declare that he's running? He's, he says something to the effect of, well, you know, uh, that, that's an interesting, you know, possibility, but, but you know, we're going to make an announcement what we're going to do pretty soon. And, you know, uh, and, and I think you're going to be very happy. That's his, <laughs> I, I think you're going to be very happy. That does sound he familiar. Not tele, he is not telegraphing his plan. If his plan was to simply run in 2024, he would have told us that. There's no mystery. There's no need to mislead people and, and get us hoping that something else is going to happen. Uh, this is not just another presidential candidate. Uh, I, I believe all the signaling President Trump is doing is an indication that he intends to come back before 2024. And if you need evidence, go on his true social account and look at what he was posting yesterday. He came out and said that because the FBI lead investigator, who was in charge of all the, the you know, raiding Mar-a-Lago and all the other stuff that he got fired, he says, look, the FBI interfered with an, with a, an election and we need a new election. Trump is calling for another election to redo the 2020 election. He wants the 2020 election nullified and he is now demanding a new election. That should tell everyone he's not waiting until 2024. He intends to come back. And Dave, he has been saying that. He has not been saying that all along. For him to suddenly start just blurting it out. You know, we we talk about the deep state has an ingrained value system that they have to tell you what they're going to do. It's almost like Trump, on, on the reverse side, Trump has an ingrained value that he has to warn you before he acts. And yeah, he, like he does a like a signal. A, a lot of what you, uh, a lot of what he he intends and what he plans to do, he signals to us in uh, less than obvious ways. So sometimes you have to read between the lines and get his implied intent, not what he stated, but what did he mean? What's the what's the hidden meaning? What is the subtext of of uh, his conversation? And, it, and I, I think I'm pretty good at that. And it doesn't hurt if God is actually showing you things yeah. the same thing. about what President Trump is planning to do. And, and a lot of a lot of prophetic people have had pretty good insight into what President Trump is saying between the lines. Yeah. So. Comment for a moment, if you can or will, on this subject. I, I could have asked this to Johnny as well yesterday, but, you know, the, the scripture says, the, you know, we know in part, we prophesy in part, which means to me, sometimes you can't help but know what you know, what you know, but then you prophesy other things out of what you don't know. You know in part, you prophesy in part. So talk about the mix, Dave, of doing the research, which is Q, which is what we know in part, and prophesy. How do you navigate that, what you research versus what God shows you? Boy, that's a that's a loaded question. It's yeah, a really I, good one, though. Yeah, um, I, I I have learned in in my walk with the Lord that He will highlight certain subjects for me to research. Right. So th- there's a million subjects out there I I could be looking into and studying and watching YouTube channels and, and you know trying to learn things. I try to focus primarily on the subjects, the things, the people that God is highlighting for me. Mm-hmm. And when I do that, as I do research, the Lord will then give me prophetic revelation that fine tunes my understanding. He will highlight certain issues, people, dates, events that I need to look into even more, which is sort of what Q does when we do research and, and we uncover certain things. 
posted on the board, Q will tell us to focus and dig deeper on certain issues and ignore other issues. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button. Right. So in in that sense, Q and and the Lord both work in a similar way in that they're helping us fine-tune our research. I never would have gotten involved in Q had it not been for the 200 or so dreams that God gave me about Q, about Q's operation. Wow. And you're saying, and both the Lord and and the whole Q, which is, I guess, a military operation, they see the value in 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 the grassroots people, you and me and everyone else. Absolutely. Researching, not just sitting by saying, now tell me what's next, but there's the value in, you know, you know the, there's that scripture, there's the glory of God to conceal a matter, glory of kings to to search it out. So God has that value and the whole Q system, the whole Q team has the same, seemingly the same value. Search it yeah, out. I think so. Because the, what the, the Lord will come right out. And, and, and at least for me, he doesn't come out and tell me like all the answers to all my questions of life. He'll give me hints through dreams, through visions, through prophetic words. He'll give me hints and clues and he'll expect me to do my own digging and kind of connect the dots. And it's funny because Q does basically the same thing. Q doesn't come right out and tell us uh, what is going to happen. Q gives us hints and clues. Go research this. Go look into that. Dig dig over here uh, and give us some questions about people, places, and events and expect us to do our own research and come to our own conclusions. And I think that's what the Lord does a lot. The Lord will give us some information and then expect us to fill in the dots, connect the dots, and come to our own conclusions, right or wrong. Because the Lord uh, doesn't want to control what we think. He wants us to be able to think for ourselves. With his help, he was the same way. Interesting. All right. Did we hit everything as far as Trump coming back to the White House? Is there anything else you want to share on that? Yeah, I think I'd just like to uh, propose a um my, my thoughts what the lord has shown me and okay. has been showing me this consistently now for two years and that is the idea that um I, I think that we need to we need to do several things simultaneously and this is very difficult for some people to get in their mind because some people are just wired to only think there's only one plan and we have to follow this one plan one route one way and that's the only way Um, We need to get prepared for the November election. We need to become enrolled as poll watchers, as precinct committee members. We need to uh, take up whatever positions we can to secure the safety of our elections going forward. We need to get out the vote. We need to, if we can help canvass, do canvassing. We need to become politically active at the local level. Right. That's one thing we need to do. Now, I, I think that we also need to uh, take President Trump seriously and put out some pressure uh, on legislators and members of Congress to consider holding another election <laughs> because President Trump is leading us in that direction. He wants to redo the 2020 election because it was rigged. And this time, hopefully on paper ballots, right? Not those machines. Right. right. So I, my, my, my theory, my, my, my working theory, it's just a theory. I don't have any evidence other than some circumstantial evidence to su- support this. My working theory is that uh, President Trump is going to give state legislatures, Congress, the DOJ, the courts, all the opportunities they need to make this election right. <clears throat> and I, I believe they're all going to fail. I don't think the courts are going to correct it. I don't think state legislatures are going to um, vote to uh, decertify the elections. Congress certainly isn't going to do anything to correct the 2020 election. And the DOJ and the FBI are not going to correct it either. I think it's going to come down to uh, a decision where President Trump is going to have to get the assistance of the military. Uh, and that's just my belief. I'm not talking about a military coup. Yeah, I'm talking about uh, my my belief is that President Trump devolved the federal government before mm-hmm. he left office, 
And if he devolved the government, and if the 2020 election was actually stolen, and especially if it was stolen by a foreign country like China, it was an act of war. And we do not have a constitutionally elected president right now. Yeah. And if we don't have a constitutionally elected president, we're in a We've been in a constitutional crisis for a long time. It's well, and that's how you're saying that's how it's not possible for it to be a coup if the right. military steps in. It's more, right. it's more a description of, I don't know what, what words you use, but it's not a coup. It's not a take. It's not a coup. Because yeah. a coup is when the military removes a duly elected right. president. We're, we're not talking about that. Mm -hmm. We're talking about either a situation where the deep state gets rid of Joe Biden through the 25th Amendment or whatever. They have a, a bunch of ways that they could take him out of the, the Oval Office, which mm -hmm. I think is going to happen. I think the deep state is going to remove Biden and try to bring in somebody else to replace him. I suspect that that may be when the military is going to step in. Right. So that's not we're not talking about the military removing Biden from office. We're talking about something that looks like Biden being removed from office and then the military taking that opportunity to say, hey, you know what, time out. Uh, let's, let, why don't we look at all the facts, look at the evidence, and maybe we need to hold another election. And I think I would, I would prefer to see the military oversee another election. Right. Good. Paper ballots, one day, bring your state-issued ID or you're not going to vote. Wow. Really, really good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready yesterday. These things take time, but you know what? We've all learned through the whole process when this first began, the the prophets that, especially on this channel, on this platform, they saw what God was going to do, which was to bring Trump back. What they didn't see is which most prophets don't see is what's the timing? How long do we have to wait? You know, where, where, where David was, you know, David was, how long, oh Lord, how long, oh Lord, how long? Yeah, he, he says that over and over. It's funny because we're commiserating with him and vice versa. He's probably in heaven saying, I told you this was going to be kind of like that. You know, his had to do with being a king too, you know, and they weren't going to let him be the king that God anointed him to be. So interesting things. Well, let's talk about uh, the information war and what you wanted to talk about that. Yeah. So for probably two and a half years now, um, the Lord has been giving me a lot of dreams about a coming uh, time when we're going to have disruptions of the Internet. And the, I, I, I'm hesitant to use the term Internet blackout or shutdown, because in the dreams that I have, I don't see a situation where there is no Internet. I've, I've seen various uh, versions of this, but in, in one dream, I saw email services going offline one by one. Wow. So Gmail went down, and then Hotmail went down, Yahoo Mail went down, Comcast went down. People were just, were just losing access to these big email providers, right? It, and, and in that particular dream, that issue was highlighted. Uh, I've had other dreams where... I was trying to contact people I talked to every day, and it was very difficult to contact them. Uh, it, it wasn't just a simple text message or an email. I had to go on some strange internet type mm. board or something that I had never used before and had to try to contact this person. And I didn't know how to contact them, didn't know how to use the, the interface. Right? I, I've had quite a few dreams like that where there is an internet, but it's just very difficult to use. Had a dream, uh, let's see, back in, I think, March, where a, a guy was explaining uh, things you could use your phone for um, that other than sending text messages and accessing the Internet. And the, the implication was, well, now that your phone is no longer good for text messaging and accessing the Internet, you can actually use it as a data storage device. Because it just seemed like the phones weren't useful for anything other than that, right? Um, I've and and I've seen a lot of um, these types of, like I said, over the course of two and a half years, where I just see a, a gradual degradation of our, our ability to communicate, mm. email, text messaging, 
Uh, I see a future where the main social media platforms, they're not there. They're gone. Is the phone down? What, you, what you're seeing, does the phone go out too? The issue with phones is most phone services now are digital. They're not analog and they're not the old school phones that we used uh, 40 years ago. So I, I don't really know if uh, old style you know, rotary phones or regular phones are, are going to work. They probably will in some areas, some areas, maybe not. So I've been asking the Lord for the last you know, several months, what's the workaround? How are we going to communicate? And then for the last 10 weeks, God's been giving me all these dreams about ham radio. And I mean, dozens and dozens of dreams. I, wow. I would say 90% of my dreams, <clears throat> and I dream every night, 90% of my dreams over the last 10 weeks have been about ham radio. And <clears throat> I have, um, the, the dreams cover a lot of different subjects. I can read some of them to you if you want me to uh, take a few minutes, but they cover a lot of subjects in the dreams. I'm learning about antenna configurations. I'm learning about frequencies and learning about how to uh, access different ham radio bands. In some of the dreams, I'm teaching people things I don't even know how to do yet. Like in one dream, uh, a few months ago, I was I had developed a device for grounding uh, antennas and radios, and I was teaching people how to use it. Wow. <laughs> and <clears throat> prior to these dreams, I knew nothing about ham radio. I'm not a geeky person. I don't I'm not into electronics. I've had a lot of dreams where I'm learning about electronics and uh, the properties of wave radio wave propagation and all this other stuff that to me is Greek, but the Lord has been <clears throat> uh, really highlighting this issue. And I had a, one dream back in June that I think is very relevant. In this dream, I saw the seriousness of the this subject of ham radio, and I saw some negative consequences for people who didn't take it seriously. Wow. Right. So I have been spending an enormous amount of time learning about ham radio, got a couple of radios, uh, handheld and a, and a base unit, working with various antenna configurations. I live in an HOA, so I can't have uh, a big antenna on the roof of my house. That doesn't work. They won't let me put up a tower. So I'm having to be a little creative about uh, how I configure my antenna. Uh, and I just feel an urgency like something is coming. I think they're going to start messing with the internet and our, and our access to the internet. And I think that the Lord is suggesting to a lot of us that ham radio is going to be a workaround for the, for the time that this is, is a problem. I don't have any idea on the length of this. Initially, I was thinking, well, you know, maybe the internet will go down for a couple of weeks. That's not the end of the world. But I've been having ham radio dreams for 10 weeks now. And it just seems to me, based on that, that this is probably possibly going to be an extended duration. Um, I've, I've had other dreams where um, I see food shortages, gas shortages, mm. um, power outages. I've had a couple of dreams about power outages. And one of the dreams, Johnny Enlow was in the dream. Oh, wow. And he was standing in front of a bank of solar generators and he was explaining to people in great detail why they needed or going to need to have backup sources of power in the future. Um, so I, I think that we're going to see some, some, some difficult times ahead. I don't think that's the long-term prognosis. I think we're going to have a short-term period of difficulty. And I think one of the big ones is going to be communications problems. Mm, wow. Well, you know, I'm intrigued with it. You know, ham radio is in my family. So, um, I, I do have one question. Maybe this is just kind of an opinion, Dave, but even if a significant number of the people that listen to you, um, let's say there's a few hundred that say, I'm going to get in this and get really serious. I mean, I've seen the dials and there's only so many frequencies, but it seems like it's an infinite dial in a sense, but there's like a hundred-ish. I don't know how many actual usable frequencies people then say well not there go there maybe there's a couple or 300 but if people across the u.s and the world are all using those few hundred frequencies 
you can only get one thing through at a time. Um, this is just me and you talking. It seems like there's, it's just going to end up being the very serious ones that listen to this word because the rest of them won't be able to fit in there anyway. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong on that, but any no, thoughts? No, I, I think you're right. Um, yeah. yeah, there, there, there are only so many frequencies available, and yes, uh, technically it's sort of a, it's an unlimited spectrum because on the ham bands, the, the HF bands, let's say from. Uh, three megahertz to 30 megahertz, which is the, the that frequency range. There's select ranges in there where you're allowed legally to transmit. You can transmit on 20 meters, which is 14 megahertz. Uh, you can transmit on 10 meters. You can transmit on 20, 28 megahertz. You can transmit on other frequencies, but there's limited ranges in there. And that's the HF bands. And then there's a UHF bands. Uh, the, the HF bands, you can transmit long distances. The UHF bands that people use, which, which is much easier to get licensed for, your transmission without a repeater, your transmission on a, the average UHF radio, a little handheld radio, is only going to go a couple of miles. Okay. Uh, so there's, there's that distance issue that radio waves will only travel certain uh, distances and, and, with um, with the, with the HF bands, three to thirty megahertz, a lot of those bands require the atmosphere to be in the right condition. Oh, right. Talk to people because those a lot of those frequencies are are best used at night. Some That's of them right. are not usable during the daytime. Yeah, most are in and their in, cars or in their home and, at night doing the thing. Yeah, so and the atmospheric condition changes, sunspots, solar flares, all of that uh, affects the ability to transmit. I think you're right. I think there's going to be only a small handful of people who are going to take this seriously, get licensed, get the equipment, learn how to use it. Well, it's, and, not, it's but not easy by any means. Isn't you know it that. true? I'm I'm a little rusty on this, but isn't it true? There is the unlimited side that people can benefit by. If you have a receiver and a receiver only, I don't think it requires a license to have a receiver. Nope. So you buy a receiver and millions and millions can own the receiver as long as you had antenna and it can all play with the dial and listen for news in the world. Yep. Right. I so think it's a good idea to get a shortwave radio. Yeah. Right. I mean, you can, you can just buy an inexpensive shortwave radio, no license required. Uh, you can buy one of those extended antenna things. You clip it onto the antenna and it's a reel that goes up, uh, you know, 20 feet. And that will allow you to pick up radio transmissions around the world. And, and you can listen. You can listen to news. You can listen to people broadcasting everywhere. Not everyone needs to get licensed in transit. And, and I think um, the, the the ham radio issue is, is going to be a little bit like social media. Mm. It's not that everyone on social media is a content provider. Yeah. A lot of people on social media are content consumers. They listen to podcasts, they listen to videos, they read yes. articles that are written by content providers. Well, ham radio could 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 uh, be used in the same way. If if me and fifteen other people in the Phoenix area are on ham radio, gathering information and disseminating that information on a daily basis, the people who are listening. They're the consumers. We're the providers of the information, right? And, and I think that what God wants people to be aware of is that in the future, communications platforms may change and you may need to want to get maybe a shortwave radio so you can listen in uh, or buy you know, a handheld radio and learn how to program it so you can pick up the local traffic in your area. That's like I, I said, in Phoenix here, we have repeaters all over the Phoenix Valley on various frequencies and you can go on a place like um repeater book put in your zip code and find all the repeaters in your area and program in the frequencies and listen and just listen to them on a handheld radio if you want to and, and the news you know and I'll, I'll be honest you're the only one that i that i'm hearing i know you see you've gotten a real clear word on this so i don't doubt that at all but you you are in one sense alone because i haven't heard anyone say get ham radios because my ear picked up i'm going to get one but um everyone needs there's a, a need to know and be known well 
if you, well, you can't know if you don't have some source of radio that will pick up frequencies that tells you what's going on in the earth. Even God knows you need uh, knowledge of what's going on, or he wouldn't have given these you these visions and revelations. So um, the point right. here, anyone that will listen to it says, I'm not going to get my license. I don't have to transmit. I just want to know what's going on in the world, because if yep. this goes on for months, you know, I want yeah. to be able to tune it on. Again, yeah. word of mouth. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button to become a partner today. If, if you have a shortwave radio and you can listen to people broadcasting in Boston and Florida and Texas and California and Portland and Seattle, you can get kind of a feel for what's happening in the United States if the internet goes down, if text messaging doesn't work, if they take down social media platforms. You'll have an ability to listen to people who are who are on the ground in certain places and they're broadcasting and telling us what's happening. You're in the know. And then you can tell your friends and your family who don't have a shortwave radio, you can say, hey, I'm listening to all these broadcasts and I'm getting all this information and Here's what's going on. You can meet with your friends and family and inform them about what's happening. That's good. Really, really good. So um, now you had you had put on your notes, I noticed that uh, you had dreams that were related to the the plan to extend. Well, I guess what I'm what I'm reading here is that the deep state intends to even try to interfere with that too. I don't know how they're going to communicate with each other if they interfere with that. What? <laughs> I don't know. Eventually, they're not even going to be able to talk to anyone either. I don't know. Maybe they have. I do. I did want to ask you about such things as satellite phones. I mean, you can even buy a satellite phone. You can go out in your backyard and and call someone from the satellite. Is what? Do you know anything about that kind of communication? I, I do. Okay. Oh, good. Awesome. If you have the money, satellite phones are a good option. Uh, most people can't afford, you know, $1,200 for a satellite phone. Yeah. In addition to all the other things that they're paying for, plus uh, the monthly plans for satellite phones are kind of expensive. It's a costly proposition right now. Yeah. And if you have the money, it's a good option. Uh, if they take down social media platforms, if phone uh, carriers are not allowing us to connect and send messages, satellite phone's a great way to go. There are a couple of less expensive options. Uh, Zolio. Oh, what's that? Yeah. So there's uh, there's these communicators. Garmin makes a line of them, and there's a number of other companies that make these uh, satellite-based communicators. Zolio, Z-O-L-E-O. They have an interesting communicator. The device costs $200, and they have a, a monthly subscription plans that start, I think, at $20 a month for like 20 text messages. And then it goes up to, I think, 30 and maybe 40 or $50 a month for unlimited text messages. It's, it's a less expensive option than satellite phone, but it's still a satellite communicator. And the nice thing about Zolio is with, uh, with Garmin and some of the other providers, you have to have a phone or number or email on the network in order to communicate with someone. With Zolio, you can send an email to anyone and you can send a text to anyone with a phone number. You don't have to send it to people in network. You can send it to people out of the network. So if they have a phone, Dave, if they have an iPhone like this, yep. And then and and someone else has Zolio. Can they get to my iPhone, or do I have to yes. have Zolio? Yes. If your if and here's here's the caveat. If your cell phone provider. Oh, look at that! There it is. <laughs> there you go. All right. If your cell phone provider is is allowing you to have data, someone can use Zolio and they can send you a message to your phone or to your email. So it's, it, it, is, it is not a bad option if you're looking for a less expensive, if you're looking for a satellite communications that, that doesn't cost an arm and a leg. Well, and if they're- if Not a bad idea. If they go out to Death Valley and there's no satellite or cell tower for 100, 100 miles, they can still get a, get a hold of that. If there's yep. no cell or no com phone or no Verizon, a satellite will still find you in Death yep. Valley and it's, give you a these message. These communicators are mostly used by hikers, mountaineering, uh, the people on, on on boats who are traveling around the world. Wow. Who have no internet and they need they rely on satellite 
communications with people back at home, right? And, and that's what they're designed for. But in a as a workaround, in the event of a possible you know internet takedown, probably wouldn't be a bad idea to have one. I don't have one yet. If, uh, I'm praying about it. Yeah. If, so if someone's out in the middle of the ocean and they get one of those from home, they can they text back and it goes back through satellite back to the yep. place. Yep. It takes a few minutes sure. for the satellite to pick up the message and send it. But yeah, I think from what I've read, it takes five to 10 minutes Small for the price. communications yeah. to go through. But yeah, no matter where you are on the earth, if you're outside and you and the satellites are overhead and they can pick up your transmission, yeah, you can send messages wow. that way, no matter where you are. Very cool. I didn't even know about that. I've been I've been eyeing satellite phones lately, and you know, my mouth drew because I'm yeah. a tech, technology guy. But you know, communication is everything. So, did you have any kind of a sense for how long this communication challenge and is that going to stop air uh, flights from traveling, or can commercial airlines still fly? Gosh, I haven't even thought about that. Hmm. Uh, the Lord has not given me uh, clear revelation yet about the duration of any of this. Yeah, I have no idea how it would affect um, air traffic. Uh, I mean, then I you get into it... the issue. Then you get into the issue of banking. Oh, shit. because we all do electronic online banking, yeah. and this has a potential to cause a banking crisis. I mean. That if they literally are going to try to take down a lot of websites and social media services, it's going to create a huge mess for every yeah. sector of business. And I, I don't know, the, the Lord hasn't given me a lot of uh, the granular details on that. Primarily, he's letting me know there are going to be internet disruptions and ham radio is a workaround. Yeah. And then as far as air, you know, I'm just sitting here thinking real time, if, if, if um, radar still works because it's different frequencies and if uh, flight frequencies, because pilots talk on certain frequencies, if those are still in existence, theoretically, you might be in business, but I guess. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, oh gosh. If you trust the pilot. <laughs> it's back in, back in 1983, we had an internet. It wasn't like the internet we have now, but it was a crude version of the internet. Yeah. Right. Back and in 1970, pilots were able to fly airplanes without the internet. They yeah. use radio to communicate. I don't know if the current, if the modern airplanes still have the the ability to fly without. Uh, can can the airline carriers schedule? And can they get passenger information and get people through? Well, one of the things I've heard, and this is just you me talking, you know, is that that our air traffic controls uh, system is um, maybe in this case it's fortunate that it's kind of an old system. They they replace these blocks and they hand off, and then they put these blocks or whatever they call them into these slots. And maybe to a for for good reason from the Lord, it, they never updated. I think they're semi-manual as it is, so. That would be they, good. Yeah, that, <laughs> that would be, be good. good. <laughs> Go see our I, kids. I, I don't know what, what all the ramifications are yeah. going to be of this, but I think we're going to see some widespread yeah. uh, impact to many different sectors of society because of it. So, so as we wrap up, talk about... You're not a negative person. You're not a down person. So are you encouraged in this? You're telling us all these things and it sounds scary. And people go, man, I'm scared. That would be horrible. What would you yeah. tell people as far as being scared or? Oh, I am. I am always a positive person. You can talk to people who know me. I'm yeah. one of the most positive people you're ever going to meet. Uh, I, I on the other hand, I don't blow sunshine up people's skirts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if the Lord is showing me some problems coming in the future, I'm going to tell people what I'm seeing about these problems. However, the Lord has a redemptive purpose for everything he does. And I, I'm going to throw something out there that I think uh, people might want to pray about. And that is the possibility that... Uh, God may want to remove some of our existing technology because it is being used to enslave us. Oh. 
All right. So if you just think about the discussions that um, are going on with Elon Musk, uh, Jeff Bezos, Zuckerberg, and Bill Gates, and their desire to further this agenda of transhumanism. Yeah. The artificial intelligence melding the human mind with artificial intelligence and robots wiring your mind to the internet. Okay. What is the end game? They want to enslave us in a digital prison and they want to control us. That's their end game. We didn't know that back in, you know, in, in the early eighties. I didn't know it two years. I didn't know it two years ago, even a I little know. bit. So just, back, just saying back in the early eighties, when Bill Gates was, you know, working his Microsoft magic and creating various versions of Windows and Zuckerberg, uh, 20 years later, was building Facebook. We did not know that their ultimate agenda was to control us through the Internet. And these apps, that knowing that that is their agenda, they've come out and told us what it is now. What if good people in the intelligence community, in the military, have seen this plan to enslave us and they've decided, you know what, we'd be better off if we just kind of memory hold a lot of this technology, took it down, made sure that it could not propagate and uh, it'd be better for the world if people were not enslaved in a digital gulag. I, I think that the loss of technology could have a redemptive purpose and that it keeps us from becoming slaves yeah. to Silicon Valley. I can see that. Yes, yes, it's gonna it, it's going to be very difficult to make the transition, but I think there may be a redemptive purpose behind we it. We might actually get to know each other and our neighbors and our friends and our local past. We might and actually you know get, get acquainted. So bad. Say again. Nineteen seventy-two wasn't so bad. Yeah, there you know, was we good. had a life. We had fun. We drove fast cars. Yeah, you, know, we, you didn't see kids walking around with their face in front of a phone all day long. I They're mean the ultimate place. the ultimate communication back in let's see this had to be like uh what year is this 73 74 uh, I, my CB radio I think I had 76 77 and that was amazingly fun and it would go up to 5 miles but you, you know everybody wasn't on it it was the exception to the rule then you got to your meeting place out of your car where the CB radio is and you did what you did you hung with people that you were there everyone didn't have a phone I can see the value of the Lord saying, I'm done with that for a while, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'd I, miss I, it. I haven't, um, I haven't had a lot of specific revelation of that. I've had, Denise and I both have had dreams where we have seen, and this was years ago, 10, 12 years ago, where we saw a temporary loss of technology for a while, where life was just simpler, much more like it was, you know, 30 or 40 years ago. So. Maybe that's what the Lord is up to. Yeah. Well, with the encouragement that you feel, and I can tell you are, you're not afraid, you're not scared, you're not freaking out. You kind of, you're, you seem fairly relaxed to me. There are people out there that are kind of freaking out because you just told them facts that they didn't want to hear, but they needed to. <laughs> I'll pray for you. So since, yeah, so since you're the one that gave them the news, why don't you go ahead and pray the, the, the peace of God or whatever you feel like praying for the people. All right. I'm okay. happy to do that. Yeah. Lord, bring your presence, bring yeah. your peace, bring your presence for rest. Yes, Let Lord. the listeners sleep in peace every night. No fear, no anxiety, no worry. Let them know you've got this. You're in control. <laughs> you've got a plan. And it's, yes, it's going to take a transition. Yes, it's going to be different. But Lord, I ask you to bring your peace and, and rest to anyone who has nervousness, anxiety, and worry about the future. Let them know you're going to take care of them and you have an awesome plan and you're going to make it come to pass. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hey, uh, Dave, tell people, okay, you've got praying medic. Where are they going to find you doing what? <laughs> you're on Telegram. I know that. And you got a website. What, what? And then you've got some great books. Be sure and share any book that you want to share. I do. Uh, all right. So first book. Divine Healing Made Simple. <laughs> awesome. If you want to know about how to get people healed, physical healing, emotional healing, deliverance, great book, lots of good reviews. Second book, Hearing God's Voice. Awesome. Made Simple. 
Uh, if you're interested in, in, in learning to hear God's voice more clearly, through visions, dreams, circumstances of life, how God speaks through art, uh, music, really good book. Another book, Seeing in the Spirit Made Simple. Really good. If you're interested in learning how to how how God speaks to us through visions, Seeing in the Spirit Made Simple is for you. And then there's this one, Traveling in the Spirit. I'm reading that one right now. I'm partway through that one. That's yeah, good. You know, a lot of people are traveling in the spirit and don't even know it. A lot of yeah, people I... travel in the spirit when they're asleep during dreams. So that book explains uh, the biblical basis for traveling in the spirit and some experiences that me and my friends have had and my latest book, Dream Interpretation. Very Except good. Can I, let me I'm, just... a, I'm an avid dreamer and I love teaching people about dreams. And I finally decided to write a book on dream interpretation. Let me ask you, let me go back to that tra <laughs> traveling in the spirit just for a moment, yes. since I'm reading it now. I got my cough again. Um, that one. You said, yeah, that one. You said people can be traveling in your dream. I've now finally realized I've been doing that and didn't realize because people are coming up to me and or they're writing to me as a more accurate saying, thank you for the word you gave me in Argentina. You know, I have a very distinctive look. I don't look like anybody else. I've never been to Argentina. And yep. so I, and it's, then someone else will write me from another city. You gave me this specific word, and I've never been there. So I realized I had told the Lord a number of years ago, you can use me during the night. Please use me. And then I forgot that I told him that. <laughs> <laughs> so. I, and that's how I found out about it. I had a, a friend who had a uh, shoulder injury. And he texted me one morning and said, hey, man, thanks for coming over to my house last night and praying for me while, I was, <laughs> while you were asleep. And I was like, what? He goes, yeah, you came over and prayed for me well, in the middle of the night. And his shoulder was healed. And I was not at his house. It happened in a dream. <laughs> so That's incredible. You know, now that people have heard that, there's going to be a bunch of more people ordering that book because people are going, what? Really? I told yeah, that someone yeah. over lunch uh, last weekend. And her eyes got big, and uh, she'll she'll be doing. You know, we're, all you have to do is give God permission, and He'll use you. You know, and then without you ever realizing you did it, when you get to heaven, there'll be a reward for that act. True story. <laughs> even though you weren't even aware that you did it, He'll reward you for the obedience, which is pretty cool. So, anyway, well, Dave, this was amazing. I hope you'll come back many more times as we get closer and closer to some of these dramatic things that we might increase the number of times we ask you to come on and tell us the latest revelation of how God's preparing us to, you know, to endure, you know, some scary times. I don't, I don't want to use the word scary. Some intense times is a better word. Yes. So. Well, you know, uh, life is full of changes. And yeah, transitions. it is. Yeah. And so. uh, it, I, Steve, I'm always happy to come back on the show anytime you want me. And, you know, if the Internet goes down, uh, you can find me on uh, 20 Meters. 14 All right. Meters. 20 Meters has become my favorite band because it's it, there's a lot of traffic on it. And uh, I, I have fun on that band. So maybe I'll catch and you And when you're on the band, do you have when you're on 20 Meters, do you tend to have a favorite frequency there? Uh, does it work I like don't. that? Or you just you just surf it. We call it yeah, surfing. Yeah, I just surf. And I and yesterday I was on there. I finally got my antenna working, and I was picking up traffic all over the country. And people are had these regular daily meetings on the air on these uh, ham radio bands. And I was picking up a mobile marine net yesterday where the guys wow. were just calling from all over the country. To, and it's an it's an a preparedness uh, network. And you can just go up and down the bands and find people talking about all yeah. kinds of really cool things. Yeah, there's Bible studies on there. There's, you know, yep. group meetings. Yeah, there's everything that you would get on a Zoom call. Yep. But people have to know where to look. Their, their friends are. They got to know, <coughs> excuse me, that they're hovering around a certain, certain frequency. So, yep. so that was great. All right. Well, Dave, I appreciate it very much. It was really, really good. I, uh, uh, a quick reminder to people that we will I will be on with Kat tomorrow. Um, and the next three weeks, I think, or three weeks in September, three of the four weeks with Kat, she's still going to be on on Wednesdays, but we'll record it on a different day because she's traveling a lot in September. So very good. It was great today. I, I hope to have much more of this in the days to come. So God bless you, Dave. Have a great uh, day. Thank you. Give our, Give our love to your wife. I've never met her yet, but give our love to her. <laughs> and we Thanks. shall see you all soon. God bless you. See you tomorrow at 11, everybody. Bye-bye.
This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on YouTube, Rumble, and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description to become a partner today.